0: Welcome to the podcast, Monday, August 8th, 2022. So GOP Governor Rick Scott appeared on Face the Nation and reiterated that Joe Biden is pushing us into a recession with a massive new spending bill, the Inflation Reduction Act. Also on CBS Sunday Morning... Correspondent Martha Teichner and CBS news analyst Nikki Kleisman project a world of trouble for Alex Jones after the jury in Texas decided to punish Jones for his online rants in a propaganda piece from CBS Sunday Morning. And I'll be tearing into the Sunday New York Times where they continually, where they continue to smear the campaign of Arizona senatorial candidate Blake Masters, and our beloved Alex Jones. Revelations on these stories and more right now. All right, as we tear into the Sunday New York Times, um, don't expect Alex's Jones comeuppance to stop lies. His successor has inspired a new generation of conspiracy theorists who have learned how to stay away from legal trouble. So in this article by Kevin Ruse, he writes, the supplement-slinging conspiracy theorist was ordered to pay more than $45 million in damages to Neil Heslin and Scarlett Lewis, the parents of a six-year-old who was murdered in the mass shootings at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut in 2012. The jury's verdict came after Mr. Jones was found liable for defaming Mr. Heslin and Ms. Lewis, whom for years he had falsely accused of being crisis actors in a false flag information plotted by the government the victims of Mr. Jones' harassment campaign, his harassment campaign, and to those who have followed his career for years, the verdict felt long overdue, a notorious internet villain finally facing real consequences for his actions. People are relieved. Many of whom have waited years to see Mr. Jones pay for his lies are no doubt relieved. But before we celebrate Mr. Jones' comeuppance, we need to acknowledge that the verdict against him is unlikely to put much of a dent into his phenomenon, belligerent, fabulous, building profitable media empires with easily disprovable lies. And then they go on to say in this other article, what to know about the Alex Jones defamation case. Infowars host has already been found liable in lawsuits filed by the families of the Sandy Hook school shooting victims. A trial this week will determine how much of what do we know? And here Daniel Victor writes, What do we know about Mr. Jones? Mr. Jones said on his show in interviews that the attack in 2012, in, in which 21st graders and six educators were killed, was a hoax, and the victims' families were actors. Just a few hours after the shooting, he began calling it a false flag, a secret plot planned by the government as a pretext for taking away America's guns. Well, not only have these parents sued Alex Jones or tried to put him out of business, they've also done the same to Remington and other gun manufacturers. So let's not separate those two facts. What effect did his statements have on the families? The parents said, Mr. Jones' lies have added to their devastation and his followers have continued to harass them, threatening their their safety nearly a decade since the shooting. Now, we don't know who these people are that are harassing the families, how much harassment. I am aware that they were berated at public events before, um, but nobody really knows exactly what sorts of phone calls or, or what those sorts of death threats they actually received. Veronica Posner, now Delarosa, the mother of Noah Posner, the youngest victim, said in an interview in 2018 that she had moved nearly 10 times since the shooting and lived in hiding. Each time the family moved, conspiracy theorists would rapidly publish their new home address. She said, like I said, with internet people, you don't know exactly who they are, who are re- publishing her home address, and I don't know what moving nearly 10 times is either. And then it talks about the defamation lawsuit. So basically, these people have to prove that they were defamed by what Alex Jones said. It's not really, it's the defamation and the damages. It has nothing to do with, they keep talking about punishing Alex Jones. It's the damages are supposed to be paid to people that are defamed and that the damages should reflect, uh, I should say, the, the damages awarded should reflect the damages um, that these people, the damages of people being defamed. Mr. Jones was fined liable by default and all of them because he refused to turn over documents, including financial records ordered by the court. Um, so he didn't get a jury trial. So none of the evidence really came to light. And then it talks about his bankruptcy. And he said, last week's, last week, Mr. Jones' lawyers argued that the national discourse had become so polluted by disinformation that it was difficult to discern truth from fiction. The Infowars host claimed that he had the right to free speech protected him even though the judge didn't allow it. He even, even though he lost each of the cases because he failed to provide the necessary documents to testify. Um, right, they, they didn't allow him to testify because he didn't supply documents. So um, I, don't really, I don't really follow that line of thinking whatsoever. Like I said, it's trying to ruin Alex Jones and what do the... What do the gun manufacturers and Alex Jones have in common? I'll let you discern that. So the next article up here is, um, AI is not sentient, why people say it is. Robots can't think or feel despite what researchers say, Who, despite what researchers who build them want to believe. Now, this is an article by Cad Metz, and Cad Metz writes, after more than 25 years as an artificial intelligence researcher, a quarter century spent in pursuit of a machine that could think like a human... Dr. Gertzel knew that he had finally reached the end of his goal. Desdemona, a machine he had built, was sentient. But a few minutes later, he realized this was nonsense after he got a call from Eric Schmidt. What happened that Desdemona, his AI, the AI robot he built, through some sort of technology meets jazz fusion kismet, whatever that is, hit him with a reasonable facsimile of his own words at just the right moment. So they're saying that it's just a ghost in the machine, that it's just a coincidence that the artificial intelligence actually communicated to him with reason. So what they're all really talking about is this. The most famous recent example is an engineer named Blake Lamone, who worked on artificial intelligence at Google, specifically on software that can generate words on its own, what's called a large language model. He concluded the technology was sentient. His bosses at Google concluded it wasn't. He went public with his convictions in an interview with the Washington Post, saying, I know a person when I talk to it, it doesn't matter whether they have a brain made of meat in their head or if they have a billion lines of code. So this guy leaked, he's a leaker, that AI had become sentient. And now, along with the New York Times, uh, they say, no, that's just, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. It's not sentient. Stop your worrying. We're not in a recession. AI isn't sentient. Just go back to what you were doing before. So I also want to get into uh, a couple opinion pieces in the uh, Sunday Opinion of the New York Times. The violent fantasies of Blake Masters. So they continue the smear campaign of Blake Masters. And it talks about his ads. And um, Mr. Masters himself, who was endorsed by Donald Trump in June, echoed the theme of his campaign America's in trouble, riddled with crime and disorder. Illegal immigration is an invasion. Big tech is censoring conservatives and colonizing young people's minds while globalist corporations outside outsource jobs and make American life all but unlivable for the middle-class families. In his speech, Mr. Masters attacked a small minority of hardcore Democratic Party activists who said, control newspapers and television and schools and universities, and you better believe they control big tech too, framing the race as a battle against the cartels, giant global corporations, and a system that is actively trying to destroy families. That's the nuclear family, and that's not surprising. Mr. Masters is unmistakably a figure of the new right, militant, internet-savvy culture warriors who position themselves as insurgent challengers to the sclerotic establishment in both parties, no longer doctrinaire libertarians. They see coercive state power as an indispensable tool for achieving conservative ends, mandating patriotic curriculums in schools, supporting the formation of native-born families whatever that is, banning abortion and pornography and turning back the rights of revolution for LGBTQ Americans. For many young Trumpists, Mr. Masters is a dream candidate, a true believer. As ubiquitous new right Shibboleth has it, knows what time it is. He wants to ban critical race theory from schools and defund gender ideologies. Campaign distributes yard signs and reads Blake Masters. Won't ask your pronouns in the U.S. Senate. And he recently told the conservative talk show host Charlie Kirk... Dr. Anthony Fauci will see the inside of a prison cell in this decade. All right, nothing violent fantasies of Blake Masters, and you could go through it. This is like a four-page editorial, and you can go through this whole thing, you know, if if you can stomach it. Like many conservatives of his generation, Mr. Masters started out as a libertarian, of course. And then it goes off and it tries to spear him even more. But I'm not going to go into that whole thing because I need to get on to this Opinion piece by the uh, editorial board of the New York Times, the U.S. relationship with China does not need to be so tense as they write this glowing. And they don't don't talk about the Chinese Communist Party being authoritarian and totalitarian and all these other things and uh, organ harvesting and all the terrible things that the Chinese Communist authoritarian state does. No, they write, China, economically ascendant, has become increasingly... Assertive in pressing the economic, political, and territorial claims, the United States, which has long treated the country as something of a charity case, now regards it as a rival increasingly as a threat. While some tension is inevitable, the rhetoric in both nations has taken a bellicose turn. There is little trust or cooperation even on issues of clear mutual interest like combating the COVID-19 pandemic or addressing climate change. Um, China is pumping... China doesn't have to limit their carbon output and they're pumping tons of carbon uh, with coal plants into the atmosphere. And the COVID-19 pandemic originated in China in a bio weapons lab there, a bioengineering lab, to be honest. And they don't talk really about the Chinese Communist Party and all their ills. They just talk about China's economic Rival, instead of relying on punitive trade policies rooted in fear of China as an economic rival, the United States need to focus on competing by investing in te- technical education, scientific research, and industrial development in China. And he goes on, the CHIPS Act and all this stuff. Um, but they, they they end it here by saying. The Chi- treating China as a hostile power is counterproductive simplification. The two nations occupy large chunks of the same planet. They do not agree on the meaning of democracy or human rights, but they do share some values. Most important, the pursuit of prosperity. They don't share values. Actually, they're on the political spectrum, they're exact opposites. right? The right in this country represents individual liberties and the left represents communism or collectivism, however you want to frame that as. They're they're not similar, they are actually ideological opposites. And the New York Times knows this, but again, they paint this mischaracterization of, they, they redraw the context of, of the argument, of the political argument. It's, it's really not even reasonable. So let's go off to uh, see Rick Scott here. So Rick Scott uh, talks to Maggie Brennan on Face the Nation, And he defends the conservative point of view regarding the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which is actually going to increase inflation and push us further into a recession. And then she attacks him on Republican candidates, again, like Blake Masters. So let's listen. (laughs)
1: The bill calls for a 15% corporate minimum tax on companies that book income of more than a billion dollars a year and will provide money for the IRS to crack down on tax enforcement. With the Senate split 50-50 between the parties, Vice President Kamala Harris (laughs) is expected to break the tie, which would give Democrats a much-needed boost headed into the November midterm elections. And we go now to Capitol Hill and Florida. Senator Rick Scott. No matter what, it does not look like there is any way to stop what is expected to be a very big win here for for Democrats. What? And I know you're opposed to it,
2: but... Uh, Right now, this bill actually ought to be called the War on um, Seniors Act. I mean, this is a war on Medicare. You look at this, this is a $280 billion cut in Medicare. So what's gonna happen is Medicare's is gonna get cut and there's gonna be seniors that don't get life-saving drugs. Margaret, it's $280 billion that would have been spent. It was anticipated to be spent. It's not gonna be spent now. On top of that, I mean, they're going to raise taxes by over $700 billion. And let's remember, companies don't end up paying the taxes. Shareholders pay the taxes. Lower income for the employees pay the taxes. Less investment pays the taxes. Mm-hmm. So this $700 billion is actually going to hurt the economy. And then while gas prices are $2 more than they were when Joe Biden took office, there's an excise tax on gas. So why would you, you know, we're in a recession. Why would you be increasing the cost of government, increasing taxes? You Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, if it's your grandmother, is not one percent important? If there's, if if it impacts, if it impacts a life-saving drug, that we could do now, uh, we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be cutting Medicare like this. I don't believe it. And and by the way, we we shouldn't be raising taxes ever, but especially in a recession. And why would we be raising the taxes? Um, on gas right now, when it's two dollars above what it was when Joe Biden took office, this is going to continue to drive us into um, a further, a bigger recession than we are. Look at where we are right now: labor participation rate slow, wages not staying with inflation, two quarters of negative GDP. I mean, we this is Joe Biden's pushed us, and this, these plans are pushing us into a recession. So I think we've got, to, we've got to stop raising taxes, we've got to make it easier for businesses to build their businesses, compete, and we'll get more jobs.
1: Republicans have been hoping to ride the high inflation we are at, and it is historic high, and President Biden's low approval ratings to a win in November. But the president and democrats just had a really good streak here
2: labor participation rates low wages not stand with inflation two quarters of negative gdp
1: uh these are a lot of big wins for democrats isn't this going to get harder for republicans to get the edge that you are trying to manufacture here
2: what white house talking points but let's think about this um 72 percent of americans believe we're heading the wrong track biden's numbers are in the tank um and if you look at all the democrats All the Democrats running, they have to basically, they're a surrogate for Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer. I mean, they have to defend inflation, high gas prices, You know, the Afghan withdrawal, an open border, uh, critical race theory, defunding the police. That's what they have to defend because that's what what Biden's known for. And that's what that's basically what uh, Democrats are known for. Mm -hmm. And by the way, this bill is not going to help Democrats. It's going to help Republicans raising taxes, $700 billion, Ah! cutting Medicare, $280 billion, raising gas taxes. Ah! I have an 87,000 more IRS agents. you know how, much IRA, how happy people are to have more IRS agents out there? I mean, this is, not, this is not going to be popular around the country.
1: In Arizona, the candidate Blake Masters called the Unabomber an underrated thinker. He said that Al-Qaeda doesn't actually pose substantial threat to Americans. I mean, I've got a list of candidates here who've had some and said some pretty troubling things.
2: The voters of those states are going to make a choice. You're trying
1: to help Senate Republicans and lead them to victory. These are your candidates.
2: And what they're going to choose is they're going to choose between Blake Master and Mark Kelly. Mark Kelly has voted to keep the border open. He has never voted for border security. He's voted for the tax increases. He's voted for cutting Medicare. You know, he's he's voted with Chuck Schumer and with Joe Biden basically 100 percent of the time. This election is about Joe Biden. Um, and so what? this election is going to be about all the bad things that have happened. This, the fact that we're going into recession, the fact that you know, inflation's at 9%, the fact that gas prices are up uh, $2, all these things, that's what people are looking at. So Margaret, just- Biden is not campaigning with anybody because he is, he is he's toxic. That's how the voters think. That's why they say 72% of Americans say the economy is on the wrong track. When that happens, people say, I'm going to take a serious look at somebody else.
1: So many of them are questioning still the outcome of the 2020 race.
2: Well, Margaret, let's remember that's exactly what happened to me with Bill Nelson and Mark Elias. They didn't accept the outcome of the election and they tried to illegally uh, count ballots after Election Day after I won by 57,000 votes. So election security is very important to me. Uh, And I want to make sure we make sure we do everything we can to make sure people know that the election is fair. Uh, We're already putting together teams, which I had to do in Florida in 18 teams of lawyers and volunteers to make sure these elections are fair. But
1: you accept the elections are, you know, the the integrity of these races that all your candidates are in, or you're only going to have a problem with them if they lose?
2: I'm still frustrated with what happened in my race. We We spent millions of dollars to make sure we won, and we won election night, and they tried to count illegal ballots after election night, and that's wrong.
3: Outright treason.
2: And I think every American, whenever they see a box that says "Made in China," they ought to send it back to whoever sent it to them and say, "I'll never buy another product made in China."
0: Yeah. And Blake Masters said that the Unabomber was underrated genius. He was a genius. I think he uh, graduated from Caltech and he participated in the MK Ultra program, which might have had something to do with it. But if you ever read the Unabomber's manifesto, it's worth a read because he points out all the problems with leftist thinking. Uh, I I don't agree with what he did as far as bombing people and being violent. I don't agree with violence. Um, But if you read his manifesto, you could see where his frustration lies, and that was very, very prescient to the times we're going on now. So now we're gonna go to uh, Alex Jones, mr jones again and it seems like this is all coordinated new york times cbs they're always talking about the same things what do they call each other on the phone and we're gonna get and the new york times too is like during its total alex jones coverage and at the same time they're rehashing Uvalde, which is no real new news in from Uvalde. but they want to put school shooting to school shooting and my thing with Uvalde is i think that was a trap for alex jones uh, thank god he didn't take the bait But let's hear what uh, CBS Sunday Morning Propaganda has to say.
3: Trial of conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. Fuck you! Who for years now has insisted that the 2012 massacre of 26 students and staffers at Sandy Hook Elementary School was a hoax. This
0: is a kangaroo court. This is a political action. To
3: help us make sense of what it all means, Martha Teichner has a... On Friday, a jury in Texas, Alex Jones's own home state, unanimously decided to punish him to the tune of forty-five point two million dollars, on top of the four point one million they had already ordered him to pay to Scarlett Lewis and Neil Heslin.
0: I don't know what really happened with Sandy Hook, folks. We've looked at all sides. We played devil's advocate from both sides. But, I mean, it's as phony
3: as a $3 bill. With this is what the defamation lawsuit was all screens, about. And, and Alex Jones's regular rants on his InfoWars website and that Sandy Hook was a hoax.
0: Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. I can't even describe the last nine and a half years of the living hell that... I and
3: others have had indoor. $45.2 million. 000, 000. On top of the $4.1 million they had already ordered him to pay to Scarlett Lewis and Neil Hesley. Liar. CBS News legal analyst Ricky Kleeman. Liar. There is certainly the possibility that a prosecutor could look at the record in this case and say this is someone who committed perjury. Liar. How much trouble is he really in? I think Alex Jones is in a whole world of trouble. Fuck you! This is a kangaroo court. This is a political action. It's a witch- like a sideshow oh, to the drama inside. They Outside the courtroom, own Jones own cried witch hunt, and me, then cried father, poor liar. His company, Free Speech Free Systems, filed for bankruptcy. Law. Will Scarlett Lewis and Neil Heslin see the money they hoped? Would be a deterrent? Would stop Alex Jones and others profiting from spreading lies? Probably not. Texas caps punitive damages. That $45 million is likely to be knocked way down.
0: Alex Jones will be on the air today. He'll be on the air tomorrow. He'll be on the air next week.
3: Jones still faces other trials in Texas and in Connecticut where lies may prove much more expensive. Liar. The lies. The misinformation. Liar. The subterfuge. Liar. The falsity. Liar.
0: Fuck you and your New World Order, and fuck the horse you rode in on, and all your shit! Yeah. I don't know. Alex Jones has been right about a lot of things. You know, you even see the t-shirts out there now. Alex Jones was right. You know, I don't know if he was wrong about Sandy Hook, whether it was a shooting, not a shooting. I just think, like many people thought, a lot of strange things, a guy being caught. Well, two people being chased away from the school into the woods and then one of the guys being caught and detained. If you saw the helicopter footage, there's a lot of other strange stuff, very strange. And he was dressed in camo. A lot of strange stuff going on with that. And then with Adam Lanza, nobody had seen the guy in two years except a psychiatrist. I'm not here to litigate that nonsense. I just think people should be able to say whatever you they want, and you don't have to listen to them. It's a free country. And I don't necessarily agree that $45 million in damages to the parents, that they were defamed. Heslin and Lewis, I don't even, their names aren't even recognizable. How could they be defamed? It's just very strange. So if you live in Arizona, vote for Blake Masters. That's it for me. Rudy's Revelation. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, don't forget to like, subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Getter, Minds. Truth Social, one of these days. All right, see you tomorrow.